Welcome, everybody, to the second part of the Bleed Hockey Podcast's little overview of the All-Star Game festivities, episode 14. Um, before we dive into the All-Star Game, the three All-Star Games today, um, we initially meant to um, really dive into the women's hockey portion. Uh, like a little bit more deeper into the women's hockey and um, their participation in this year's uh, All-Star Game festivities, um, which also we have uh, Intim co-host Nolan with us today uh, again, so uh, if he has any thoughts on, on it as well. Uh, I mainly just want to say that um, to reiterate how awesome it was for them to be there and I hope that they can have a league that's sustainable enough to, you know, grow the game. And best believe if they, you know, um, get that league that's, you know, on to where, you know, people can watch it for the most part. Uh, I would most definitely try to cover that as well. Um, but until that time happens, I can't do that among other people as well. Um, but also, I can't even imagine uh, watching that game that if they just had two more players in five on five and then just had hits or basically just take the NHL rules and how they play and copy and paste it, but just flip the genders around and just have uh, females playing NHL hockey, that would be absolute money. Absolute money. Um, but any uh, any thoughts? Well, uh, yeah, everything uh, that you point out there, I agree with everything you said because uh, if you did get to watch the um, women's portion of the All Star Game yesterday, there there uh, that game, it was a pretty entertaining hockey. They they got some skills, so um, it would be nice to see them get a sustainable league of their own because uh, they just haven't had really that luck and there's a, there's a league right now but it's folding anyways so um hopefully they just get something going here because it would just be great uh, to grow the game as Elijah said all right so um yeah I mean that's pretty much it on that but anyway um without further ado let's dive into the all-star game coverage <laughs> All right, so diving into the uh, All-Star Game coverage, uh, we have the three games. We uh, started off with the Metro versus Atlantic and then Pacific versus Central, and then the winner of those two games will face off against each other for the $1 million prize. And the uh, MVP of uh, tonight's game uh, gets the very first ever uh, Honda CRV Hybrid. So, um... So yeah, that's 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 pretty sweet. I guess, I guess. Um, but also some notes before we get into that though. Um, with the festivities and the way that they dressed it up to make it, you know, tailored uh, the All Star Game tailored to the Blues and the Blues history, and not just the Blues team history, but also like the the music, the Blues music history. Um, and with 
almost every team in the league, for the most part, have a, having their special-looking uh, red line. Uh, the way that those blue lines look, can we just keep those um, as the blues' as blue lines and allow teams to decorate the blue lines? Because those blue lines are nice with those little uh, trumpets that are, like, intertwining with each other. It's, it's, it's pretty uh, sick-looking. And uh, also... Um, I want to say in a couple couple episodes where I mentioned how um, I want to say it's this podcast that I uh, mentioned that uh, probably about three or four episodes ago, at least the last time the Blues played uh, at home, that uh, the bro- the broadcast teams con- consistently uh, mentioning that they had new boards for the All Star game, which is all fine and dandy, uh, and then they had all the branding. For all of the sponsors um, for the All Star Game, but throughout all of the festivities, they didn't they didn't have uh they didn't just show those uh particular br- uh brands. They just had uh that CGI stuff that they do during their uh their broadcast for the Olympics and broadcasts for um. Yeah, the Olympics for it's basically the the big uh, one there uh, where they'll have even though the boards themselves will have wording in the brands they'll have some CGI cover up and then have some like dynamic boards which I think that kind of takes away from the game because people are like focusing on this moving thing around on the boards when they can be focusing on the game but that's just my take on that. Um, which also, if they were just going to do that, they could have just left the the boards just the way that they normally do when NBC does something for when the Blues come to town. Where instead of having the Fox Sports uh, Fox Sports uh, Midwest logo on the boards, they can just put the NBCSN or NBC and call it a day, and then just you know uh, shout out those local sponsors like Schnucks, um, which is uh, the official uh, the unofficial. Uh, the unofficial supermarket of uh, easy hockey reviews. So, so yeah, got to shout out Schnooks. Um, but, yeah, um, with this uh, today's All-Star Game and yesterday's All-Star Game festivities, uh, marks the third time the St. Louis Blues have hosted the All-Star Game, uh, the previous two being in 1970 and 1988. Both were at the original uh, arena that the Blues played in, uh, the St. Louis Arena, or uh, known as the Checkerdome when uh, the Purina Dog Food Company owned the Blues in the 80s when they tried to move to Saskatoon. Um, yeah, how bad of an idea that was. But uh, but with today's one, it's the first uh, All-Star game held at Enterprise Center uh, as a, uh, a lot of firsts for Enterprise Center after changing the name because not only did they just host their first batch of uh, Stanley Cup final games, but now they have the All-Star game too, so it's a, a pretty nice uh, year for that building, uh, especially with all those upgrades that they've been uh, making. And um, with the announcements, I found them pretty awesome uh, for the most part, uh, at least for the Central, uh, because they, in typical fashion, they let everyone get announced first. They saved the Blues for last. Um they you know they're hosting the, da- the damn thing um and for everyone that's been following the the blues's uh timeline in the uh the off se- uh this past uh postseason 
Uh, Layla Anderson's the the little girl that um, became quite the story with the Blues, uh, continuously um, inspiring the team to keep on uh, pushing uh, to get to the ultimate goal. Uh, even every single one of their rings has her name etched in, inside of it, which is pretty awesome. And uh, they brought her out, and she did a phenomenal job announcing all the Blues players um, onto the ice. Uh, and the fact that f- for a girl her age, having such uh, confidence is uh, quite a, uh, a feat in itself. Um, and who knows, maybe she might have a, a, a job in uh, announcing uh, one day uh, if she wants it. Um, but yeah, it's good to see. And this year is the fifth straight season the uh, NHL has uh, integrated the three-on-three uh, format tournament, uh, three games, uh, as I mentioned previously, uh, for the $1 million. And also with this game... Uh, they're also testing, uh, pro- uh, basically doing a proof of concept thing to where if you, uh, use, watched the game, uh, you, there's certain games that you can watch, uh, where it has certain things, uh, like you can, uh, so they have sensors in the jerseys to where it shows, uh, the player's speed, uh, as well as, uh, the location, uh, time of possession, as well as time on ice, uh, and at the same time, they also have the the puck with the sensors, which also has uh, puck uh, tracking, and it also uh, will record uh, how hard uh, and how fast the puck is traveling when a player uh, shoots it, which uh, on average is anywhere anywhere between like 70 to 80 miles an hour uh, in all these games, which is uh, pretty fast. Uh, it's not no uh, Sedano Chara 108.8, but I mean, it, it's still fast. But, uh, yeah, without further ado, diving into the Metro versus the Atlantic uh, Division uh, game. Because uh, unlike the women's game, which I really wish they had st- uh, live st- uh, stats for, they didn't have it. Uh, um, that's what they did. Uh, but coincidentally, they uh, have statistics for all these games. So without further ado, dive in. Uh, first off, um, David Pasternak gets the Atlantic on the board at 26 seconds in. With Victor Hedman uh, getting the lone assist. And then uh, Shea Weber, uh, not too long after, at 49 seconds, gives the Atlantic a 2-0 lead with Tyler Bertuzzi and Anthony Duclair getting the assist. But then John Carlson decides, hey, I'm going to cut this lead in half at 2:13 with Matt Barzal and TJ Oshie getting the assists. Uh, and then Nico Heischer ties it up at 3:38 with Seth Jones and Travis Konechny getting the assists. And then TJ Oshie gives the Metro uh, the lead at 529 with Nico Heischer and Seth Jones getting the assist. And Seth Jones gives the Metro a two-goal lead at 604 with Travis Konechny and Nico Heischer getting the assist. And Anthony Duclair brings it back to within one at 620 with Tyler Pertuzzi and Shea Weber getting the assist. And then to round out the first half, uh, David Pasternak ties it up at 828 with Victor Hedman and Jack Eichel getting the assist. Uh, second half of this uh, game here, uh, Nico Heischer uh, giving the Metro back the lead at 250 with Travis Konechny getting the lone assist on that. Uh, Jonathan Huberto uh, tying the game once more uh, at 448 with Brady Kachuk getting the lone assist. Uh, Victor Hedman gives the Atlantic the lead uh, once again. 
at uh, 547. Well, well, they already had the lead, but they're giving extending the lead at 547 with Jack Eichel and uh, David Pasternak getting the assist. Uh, Anthony Duclair uh, giving the Atlantic uh, even longer lead with six uh, at 607 unassisted, and David Pasternak uh, net gives the Atlantic an even longer lead uh, with a hat trick uh, on an empty net at 905. With uh, Victor Hedman and Jack Eichel getting the assist, and Anthony Declare gives uh, gets the hat trick with an empty netter at 9:29. With Tyler Produzzi getting the assist. Uh, total shots 22-16 in favor of the Atlantic. Uh, final 9-5 in favor of the Atlantic. So the Atlantic will adv- has uh, advanced to the um, to the finals. Which then we go to the Pacific uh, versus the Central. Um, which I'll be doing the first half and no one will be doing the second half. Uh, first half, uh, Matt Kachuk gets the Pacific on the board at 212 with Quinn Hughes getting the lone assist, uh, who's, uh, Mikey Grinelli's, uh, long lost twin brother. Uh, it's good to see that, uh, the family, uh, showed up because, uh, even Grinelli's in, uh, St. Louis with the, the Chicklets boys downtown, uh, Wheelhouse SDL. So that's, that's pretty nice. Um, Leon Dreisaitl gives... A uh, Pacific, a two, uh, the Pacific, a two nothing lead at two fifty nine with uh, Matt Kachuk getting a lone assist, um, and, and uh, Dry Settle did not get off the ice uh, at that point, that's for sure. Uh, and then Thomas Hurdle gives the Pacific a three nothing lead at four forty two with Anze Kopitar getting a lone assist. But then uh, Mark Shifley decides, hey, I'm going to get the Central on the board at five oh nine with Roman Yossi and Tyler Sagan getting the assist. And then uh, St. Louis Blue, David Perron uh, brings it to within one at 7.04 with uh, Alex Petrangelo and Ryan O'Reilly getting the assist. Um, and then Patrick Kane ties it up at 7.18 unassisted, which is quite interesting because every time Kane scores in this game, he gets a, the initial cheer because the Central got a, a point, but then he then there's the, a rush of boos uh, go around him, and then he does the little... Um, uh, I can't hear uh the I can't hear anything or kind of like the thing that Hulk Hogan does the little hand thing around the ear, uh which I found pretty cool but it was unassisted, and then uh Quinn Hughes gives Pacific the lead once more at 9:06 with Matt Kachuk getting the lone assist, and then to round out that first half, uh Tyler Sagan ties it up at 9:39 with Mark Shifley and Roman Yossi getting the assist, and now. We dive into the second half, which is why I'm going to get out of here on the second half because it's all Pacific from here. And to kick things off, Dry Saddle gives the Pacific the lead once again within 40 seconds starting of the second half with McDavid and Giordano getting the assist. And then Kane ties it up at 137 with McKinnon getting the assist. And then... Shortly after that, Kachuk gives the Pacific lead again at 2.42 with Hughes and Pedersen getting the assist. Then uh, following that, Drysaddle gets the hat trick at 3.34 with McDavid getting the assist. And then here comes my boy. Hurdle gives the Pacific a three-goal lead at 4.45 with Pacioretty and Kopitar getting the assist. Hurdle does it again and gets the hat trick at 7.06 with McDavid and Drysaddle getting the assist. And then if three wasn't enough, Hurdle decides to get one more at 8.56 with Kopitar and Pacioretty getting the assist again. The final shots being 28-17 in favor of the Pacific, 
and the Pacific winning 10-5, to which means they would advance to play the Atlantic in the final game. And to start off this game in the first half, Hedman gets it going on the board within 24 seconds with Pasternak and Eichel getting the assists. Then Huberdeau gives the Atlantic 2 nothing lead at 129 with Kachuk and Marner getting the assist. Then uh, Pacioretty comes and cuts the lead in half at uh, 6.05 with Kopitar getting the lone assist. Then Pasternak gives the Atlantic a two-goal lead uh, again to regain that lead at 9.13 uh, with Huberto and Anderson getting the assist, which rounds out the first half. And to start off the second half, Pedersen brings it within one at 1.37 with uh, Kachuk getting the assist. Then Drysaddle ties it up at 1.44 shortly after with a nice shot with uh, Giordano getting the lone assist on that one. Then uh, Bertuzzi gives the lead back to the Atlantic at 3.15 with Duclair and Weber getting the assist. And then Pedersen ties it up at 5.04 with Hughes and Kachuk getting the assist. And then the man, the myth, the legend himself again decides to take things into his own hands. And Hurdle gives the Pacific the lead at 7.24 with Drysdale and McDavid getting the assist, which stands as the game-winning goal. Uh, with the final 5-4 being the Pacific, the champions of the All-Star game. <laughs> uh, and the final shots were 20-11 in favor of the Pacific. And um, with the MVP being David Pasternak. And that rounds out the games. And I will give this back over to Elijah for his thoughts on uh, this. One second. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, quick thing about uh, this game. I uh, didn't get to see the first one between the Atlantic and the Metro Division, but I was able to catch the uh, last two, and it was uh, entertaining hockey. And, and uh, also, it seemed to get quite competitive And uh, towards the end of the um, final game between the Atlantic and the Pacific. Uh, cause it, was things, it was a close game towards the end, but uh, it was just a really good atmosphere down there in St. Louis and just uh, fun games all around, a fun All-Star weekend. So I don't really have any uh, notes to say on the on the games other than the uh, Pacific and Central. Um, it would be nice to see the Central make it and then, um, you know, see the, the Central win because then cause it's in the Central Division's uh, home city um, for the Blues. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, overall, uh, it was a really good uh, experience. Uh, for St. Louis, and uh, as main, I mean, the games were pretty good, uh, say least, um, well-rounded, um, a lot of scoring, and that's kind of what you want in those kind of instances. You don't want to have you know really low-scoring uh, games, which uh, there was you know none of that uh, in this uh, festivities. But as a, a St. Louis, and I'm just really proud of the fact that not only you know uh, what the Stanley Cup final. That we had uh, this past summer, putting the uh, the Blues and St. Louis on the map as a serious um, hockey city, but also with this uh, NHL All Star Game and all the festivities to come along with it, with the skills competition yesterday, they still have the fanfare tomorrow um, to even further prove how just how much of a hockey city it is and uh, what a great venue. And uh, for everyone that's uh, out of towner, that's uh. In uh, downtown St. Louis, uh, I hope it's uh, proven that uh, even though the city has a bad rap, uh, it's not a bad city to be at at all. Um, and uh, 
hopefully uh, this isn't going to be the last time that uh, St. Louis hosts such a big event. Uh, and I hope that uh, another big event comes uh, soon. I know it's going to be very soon, but uh, hopefully uh, before the end of the decade we get another uh, something else. Uh, maybe another Winter Classic. I'll take one of those. Uh, although uh, doing two Winter Classics at the same uh, venue, I don't know, because we, on we only have one building that's big enough for a Winter Classic that's outdoors, and that's Bush Stadium. And we already did that once in 2017. So, um, yeah, without, uh, but yeah, an MVP being David Pasternak, that's pretty cool. Um, but I know it's kind of jumping around, but, uh, but yeah, overall it's a pretty, uh, pretty good event. And, uh, that rounds out the, uh, NHL, uh, all-star game festivity, uh, coverage. Alright, for anyone that also asked why did I start the uh the coverage with the the blues and then ending with Arizona, it's mainly because um the Pacific the the Pacific Division won the uh the overall uh all star game. So that's 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 why. Uh I mean I know I could have put the Vegas horn, but also it kinda helps the fact that uh uh Rick Tockett is an Arizona coyote. Uh he's the coach, so it kinda makes sense. Um, but to switch gears from that, um, the next time that we do a pod, uh, should pro it will probably be the twenty seventh. Um, on Monday is when I will probably record it. Probably won't post it until twenty eighth because I'll be super tired. Um, because the Blues versus Canucks doesn't start until eight p.m. Mountain Time. Um, so um whatever time zone you are if you're in st louis it's nine uh if you're in the east coast 10 if you're in uh pacific it's seven um and by the time that t the game ends it'll be like 10 30 and then i'll be recording it <laughs> and uh and then finishing up right around midnight and then i have to wake up at like 4 45 in the morning to get ready to go to work so yeah um the grind is real but um Although I probably could just do the Lightning versus Stars because I'm also doing that game also on that day. So uh, just to make it a little bit uh, easier on my uh, the sleep schedule there. Um, but yeah, um, with the move, this uh, podcast and just the, the brand, the, uh, the Easy I Could Use brand as a general, uh, in general, is kind of winding down uh, before we make the move. Uh, to St. Louis and uh, leave New Mexico, um, and uh, looking looking forward to what the future holds for the channel and for the uh, the podcast as well. Hopefully, we can get some uh, line up some guests, or if there's uh, other people from other podcasts, wink wink nudge nudge, that uh, wants to uh, come on this podcast and talk some hockey or vice versa. I'll be more than happy, and I'd imagine that the uh, interim co-host of this show would say the same, depending on schedules. Um, but uh, any uh, further things to talk about uh, on your uh, on your head and the hockey space? Well, um, not really right now. I got a lot of it out yesterday, uh, but as soon as because I believe hockey kicks off again. Is there a game? Are there games again tomorrow? Okay, Monday. All right, so uh, it kicks off again Monday, so I'm sure I'll have something to say Monday 
it'll either be something good or something bad. Um, cause everyone was, will start to get back in the grind again. Uh, we're going to really start to see who's going to, who's going to, uh, start selling, who's going to start buying stuff. And, uh, it'll just be interesting to see what kind of moves are made this during this. Cause, uh, the trade deadline, while it seems far away is really not, it's about a month away. So that's going to pretty much creep up on us real fast. So it'll be interesting to see what, uh, moves teams start making. Cause right after the all-star break, you gotta, you gotta make a decision because, playoffs around the corner and you're either going to make it or you're not you just gotta figure that out and with most teams it's clear and some teams it's just really not so uh it'll be exciting to see uh movement around the nhl and uh just what all the other teams are doing and uh that is my thoughts as of right now so the further on the point on the uh the selling uh and buying uh first off i find it kind of interesting that chris Kreider. Uh, was in the All-Star game uh, representing the uh, New York uh, Rangers as there is a good chance that he will not be finishing this season as a Ranger as he's uh, going to be a free agent this offseason and they're not in a playoff spot so I don't foresee him uh, coming um, finishing this season as a Ranger. Also another thing uh, along with uh, to as we wind down the New Mexican era of uh, this podcast uh, and the brand. Um, February 1st, we have monthly uh, the, our monthly NHL division reviews. So we'll go through each of the divisions and compare uh, where they finished as of December, uh, no, January 1st to uh, February 1st. Uh, and then we will also go over um, who should buy, who should sell, and who should just genuinely just sit on what they have. Um, which will be another uh, po- separate podcast as itself because that uh, divisional review on the first is probably going to take a little while. And then that who's buying, who's selling thing uh, could also run a little bit long, but not at nowhere near as long as uh, that divisional review. But um, And that will round out uh, this podcast uh, tenure here. And then we'll uh, see where it goes from here as to uh, – what we're going to do with uh, timing of, because we're going to try to get set to a, a set schedule to where we're not just doing uh, um, sporadically throughout the week to where we have certain days that we do them at all times um, and uh, figure it out from there. Um, and there's still a lot of behind the scenes things that still need to be figured out, uh, both on the YouTube side as well as the podcast side. Um and uh, that's that on that. And if there's anyone that has any comments or any kind of constructive criticism, by all means, let us know um, on the uh, the social media pages. Um, some genuine genuine criti- uh, criti- uh, criticism, if I can get my words out, um, and not just you know say harmful things or just you know mean things and not you know be like, hey, you know, you, you suck. Well, that's great and all. How do I fix that? Um, that's, I mean, con- constructive criticism can really help a long way. And honestly, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. It's fine. I am completely fine with it. I do this because I just genuinely like talking about hockey. And also, I look at it as a way to really build my uh, my social skills and my talking skills. Because, yeah, I know, they kind of suck for sure. 
I can't construct a sentence worth a damn for the most part, and I know I kind of stutter along my words, but you know what? It's fine, all right? You learn, and, you know, I've, I haven't even done this for an entire, like, this type of stuff for an entire year yet, so, I mean, I've still got a long time to, to learn, but um, to not end it on the, well, I guess I'm kind of ending it on a bad note, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, rate and subscribe the uh, the podcast, and if you already have not checked out the channel, even though I haven't made a, a video since the since the new year started, um, go ahead and check out the Zacharvi's YouTube channel. Um, videos will be coming back on there sometime next month. I don't know when, but uh, they will be coming uh, within next month. That's for for sure. Um, I just gotta get everything set up. But other than that, um. That pretty much wraps up this episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. And uh, I'll be looking out uh, Tuesday for that to post uh, for the next episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. And once again, uh, thank you all for listening. And I'll catch you next one. Thank you very much.